How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What made you wear that necklace? I love the necklace. You do? I think it brings out the champagne of the coat. I think it adds some flair to the turtleneck. And it has matching earrings, and I'm you standing totally behind it. You missed it on that one. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was Mary Cosby from The Real House of Salt Lake City. She's just showing up in every scene to bully these women. I mean, poor Heather Gay. Uh, she's talking about her necklace right to her face. She told Monica she's eating too much junk food. And then behind Whitney Wild Rose's back, she called her cheap. I mean, this woman is just coming on screen to bully these women. And do I like watching it? Of course I do. Of course I do. But it's time that we finally address that Mary Cosby is actually kind of mean. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, I love watching her on the show, but she's seemingly a mean person, which is surprising because she's the one church leader in the group, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, I love watching her, but she's really just not wanting to be there at all and then showing up and being mean to these people. So look, am I going to watch it all? I, I certainly am. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about this week's Salt Lake City episode. I am going to be calling for sunglass reform on Angie K because every episode now she's putting on a new pair of sunglasses. This week, she looked like she was Sandra Bullock and Demolition Man, her stunt double or something with them sunglasses. I'm going to need a producer to take her to the sunglass hut because we need something. I know some of her sunglasses must be very pricey, very designer. I get it. But they're very distracting on this program. So I'm going to just need a PA to drive Angie K over to the sunglass hut and just get her some new, just something that's not going to distract me out of a scene. Because every time she's showing up in the Cyclops goggles, I am just totally distracted about everything else that's going on in the show. So I need somebody to just get her a new pair of lens wear. I don't care what it is, transitional lenses or sunglasses. I don't give a fuck. But we're going to need sunglass reform on Angie K. On Angie K. Now, before we get into all the Salt Lake City stuff, I do have a little programming note. I am doing a tour later this month. There are still tickets available to Cleveland, uh, to Nashville, and to San Francisco. There's just a handful left to those cities, and I'm so excited for that tour. We're going to be talking about whatever's going on in the Bravo universe for those shows. So we're going to be recapping what's going on. Uh, I'm very, very excited. But I'm also doing two other events that are just going to be book signings. So my new book is called The Jolliest Bunch, and I'm going to be doing just two other events that will just be signing. So you could come meet me, we'll take some photos and uh, chat. But they are going to be signings at the Barnes & Noble at the Grove in Los Angeles on November 1st. Again, that's Barnes & Noble, the Grove, November 1st. Uh, I'm so excited. And then the next day, I'll be in Las Vegas at the Barnes & Noble Henderson. I think it's November 2nd, which is actually the day before BravoCon starts. So if you're in Vegas for BravoCon, if you get there the day early, that uh, evening before, I'm going to be at the Barnes & Noble in Henderson, Las Vegas, which is actually like 20 minutes away from the Strip. I did try to get a bookstore on the Strip, but it turns out people don't shop for books while they're drunk on the Strip in Las Vegas. So, Although I was thinking that would have been such a great idea to have some bookstores on the Strip because, I don't know about you all, but when I'm drinking and gambling, uh, if you do win anything, you go right to them shops. So if you're in Caesars Palace, you go to the forum shops. they got an H&M, they got expensive designer stores. And so if you do win anything, you can go when you're a little tipsy and go shopping. So I was thinking how great would it have been if there was a Barnes & Noble on the Strip. I'd be getting tipsy and going right there. Anyway, so as it stands, it's like 20 minutes off the strip, but the night before BravoCon, come see me. And oh, for both of those book signings, they are ticketed. So you got to go to the website and get the tickets. If you just search uh, Barnes & Noble The Grove or Barnes & Noble Henderson, which is in uh, not Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. So just a search for those. I'll also try to put the links on the Everything Iconic page at the top of the page. There's like a live show link. So 
get those tickets if you want to come see me. Okay, so we talked about um, that. We talked about the holiday signing, the show dates. We are going to... Oh, speaking of holidays, I am so excited. You know, I'm a holiday junkie, and we're still just in October, so I don't want to be leading us too astray when it comes to holiday content, because it's a little early in the season yet. However, there is a new holiday song that I just want to bring to everybody's attention, because it, I don't know, it got me excited. So, you know, I love that song, Mary Did You Know, which is actually like a religious hymnal. I played it on the podcast before. There's a, a Dolly Parton version of that song that I just love. And now I just heard recently there's like a brand new version of it. So I thought I'd play it, maybe get us a little bit in the festive spirit and also to celebrate the the book signing events I'm going to be doing and then also the live tour I'm going to be doing. So I don't know. I, I hope you guys enjoy this new festive uh, festive version that I just heard for the first time. So please um, enjoy. Mary, did you know? Did you know? Did you know that it's $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? <laughs> uh, again, I need to be stopped. That was actually Erica Jane from the new trailer for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know if anyone's seen it. If not, go, pause this podcast and go watch it because it's, it looks like a fantastic trailer. Beverly Hills always knows how to do a trailer. We got a lot of people returning that I haven't seen in a while. So our Denise Richards is back. Denise got the hair up in a bun. She's showing up on screen alongside Kim Richards. Faye, morally corrupt Resnick. Uh, who else is in this? Camille's showing up. Camille's popping in the doorway. And so I'm very excited, but I am, I do have some concerns about the new season. First and foremost, that trailer is like very Kyle and Mauricio heavy. And I'm so sick of all this stuff playing out with the splits and Mauricio and they're on the press every second. And they got that, that honky tonk, uh, what was her name? Morgan, the honky tonk lesbian with the tattoos. And she's even appearing in the trailer for The Real House of Beverly Hills getting a tattoo with Splits Richards. And I just feel like they've been playing this up so much, and I'm already so exhausted by this whole storyline. And it worries me that the whole trailer's about this storyline, because also, I don't know if you've been following all of it, but it was revealed that they were maybe separating or something after the show had already stopped filming, and then they picked back up filming. So if they picked back up filming... And now the whole season's about that. It's like, well, what did they film before? And then that just also uh, makes me think, conspiracy theory-wise, that they didn't have nothing for the season. And they were like, let's pick lights back up. And now we're going to have to do the whole season about Kyle and Mauricio. And I don't know that I could do a whole season about Kyle and Mauricio's relationship with the honky-tonk country lesbian uh, that's getting the tattoos with Kyle. God bless them all, but I don't know that I need to be watching it for a whole season. And my concern with The Real Houses of Beverly Hills is that oftentimes they have really great trailers. Almost always, Beverly Hills has great trailers. And then guess what happens to the season? You know, ladies, am I right? Ladies, am I right? You know that. I'm not telling anybody nothing new. That's what happens with the Beverly Hills Housewives. And they always tend to focus on one thing. So it's like Erica Jane didn't wear no panties. And then the whole season's about that. And so now I'm thinking the whole season's going to be about Kyle and Mauricio. He's over there dancing with them stars. And uh, they're all giving these interviews. I just don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it. But the tra- it does look good. And I will be tuned in. And we will be covering Beverly Hills Housewives on Everything Iconic. So I like to stick to about two shows at a time. That's my sweet spot. So we're going to be covering Beverly Hills. And then there's a rumor. I don't know if this is true. But as of this recording, it hasn't been announced yet. But there's a rumor that Miami is going to be airing on the same night as Beverly Hills, and it's coming very soon, the new season, so we might actually be dipping our toes in to the Real House of Miami this season. I'm very, very excited. So lots to come on Everything Iconic. Orange County is on its way out. There's two episodes of The Reunion, and I'm not going to be talking about it here on this podcast because I did not watch part one of The Real House of Orange County uh, Reunion yet. I did see a couple clips. There's a clip of Gina yelling at Sheehan, like, don't go after my children. Never talk about my children again my children keep screaming gina my children my children my children i love that (laughs) so i will be tuned in but reunions aren't even so fun to recap on this podcast because it's like they don't move they just sit in there chatting and so i don't we're just not going to be covered we might dip in next week a little bit but that's that's it for the orange county i love the season though and it looks like at the reunion they are on some sound stage looks like they're filming a marvel movie or something because they somehow got some beach green screen going and so you hear the sounds of like birds chirping and shit and the ocean running and they're not even at the ocean they're in a sound stage so i don't know they got, they got the marvel studio for the real houses of orange county women which was not something i was expecting not on my bingo card 
Uh, anyway, um, okay, so we did all that. We got all that out of the way. Uh, get those tickets again. Please come see me at the signings or at the live tour. We're going to be talking about all this stuff. Oh, and there is one more thing when it comes to the Real House of Orange County. So last week on the podcast, when I was recapping the finale episode of the Real House of Orange County, I'm talking about all these scenes. I'm talking about the scene where Shannon and John go on a date and she getting some corn soup or she talks about how she wanted a, a bowl of corn soup. And then I'm talking about Tamara getting this uh, magazine cover and going shooting it. And I'm talking about these things. And then I come to find out from listeners who are reaching out to me and saying, Danny, like, what the fuck is going on with you? None of these things happen on the show. So I seem fucking nuts. Again, I'm talking, rambling on a microphone all by myself about scenes uh, from a Real Housewives episode that a lot of you didn't see. And here's the thing. Oftentimes, Bravo will air the show on the network, so it'll air it at its regularly scheduled time, and then they will put it up on the Peacock app, or they'll put it up, I think some other countries have something called Hayu or Hayu, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but they watch it streaming. And so sometimes when they go to streaming, there'll be different content. Sometimes they add things, and I've now learned that sometimes they subtract things from the episode. So if you watch perhaps on Peacock or one of these other streaming sites, you have no idea what the fuck I was talking about, because there was also the scene where Taylor Armstrong's getting so drunk, and she's just slurring her words, and she's running around this party drunk. And I went on and on about that on the Recap Podcast for uh, probably 25 minutes. I'm just going on and on about that, about Shannon's fucking summer corn soup, all of it. And then you guys are reaching out to me. You're like, Danny, you're fucking, you've lost it. You've officially lost it. Like people are thinking I'm like a regular Bethany Frankel over here on the podcast because it sounds like I lost it. And I am just here to tell you that I didn't lose it for some reason. I don't know why Bravo did it, but they removed some of the scenes when it went to streaming or I don't know. So I just apologize if you're someone who listened to it after watching the episode on Peacock. So I just have to say that off the bat, if you ever listen to this podcast and you're like, that didn't happen, Danny, I just want to say that, yes, it did happen. It's just... (laughs) It's just, for some reason, they decided to change the content on me. And so they try to make Danny look dumb. And so I'm not going to stand for it no more. I'm going to get legal involved. Take down NBC and take down Bravo, in the words of Lisa Renna at the reunion last season. Okay, that's all the stuff I had to get out of the way. Now let's talk Salt Lake City. So we open with all this ominous music. And Meredith, she's sort of digesting the trip. She's recapping to the husband. And she's talking about how Angie K is the worst. And last week, Angie K also said, she called her a trampoline with eyes. And a lot of you reached out to me and said it's because of a stress. She's saying that her face is stretched out. I actually think Meredith looks fantastic. And I was watching this week, Salt Lake City, and I thought they all looked really, really good. And even if I'm not always a fan of Whitney Wild Rose, she's never looked better. Never looked better. Although the husband, I was starting to get attracted to him in the one scene this week. He was wearing like a, a hat with a cow print on it. <laughs> and I just, kept thinking, I just kept thinking about them Dell commercials in the 90s. Remember those? Where it's like, dude, you're getting a Dell in the early 2000s. Because the Dell computer box was like a cow print. So that's what I was thinking about every time I looked at Justin in that cow print hat. I was like, somebody needs to get him a different hat. Because he's talking about how he got this new job. I'm like, was the job Dell? Because you're wearing a Dell hat. I mean, it's just got a cow print on his head. And I was attracted to him otherwise. For the very first time, never been attracted to that man. And then all of a sudden, I was attracted. Maybe I was attracted to the Dell cow print hat. I don't know. Also attracted to Angie K's husband. We'll get there. Um, okay, so Meredith's recapping that whole crazy Trixie Motel trip to the husband. And she's saying there's all these rumors there out there about Angie K. So these rumors, rumors about Angie K. And Meredith does love to threaten about these rumors. We've seen it a bunch of times. Whitney Wild Rose is pointing it out. She just likes to throw out these things of like, well, there's rumors about her husband. And so she's throwing it out there. And I don't know. It seems like everybody knows these uh, rumors about Angie K's husband. However, I don't know that I want to keep having Meredith bring it up. We need other people to bring this to light on camera because I am starting to feel like Meredith's the boy who cried wolf because she's doing this a lot. Even if the rumors are true, it just feels like Meredith's doing a lot. So I just want to, I want us to have eyes and ears on that and just be careful about it, Mayor. Just be careful because we love you. But she's doing, throwing that uh, bomb out there one too many times of like, have you heard the rumors about that? It's like either tell us the exact rumor or don't say it. Cause I can't have you just keep throwing, well, I heard the rumors. It's like, I need to know the rumors. And so if you're not going to tell me, then let's just cut it. Let's cut. That's what we need to cut from that then. That's what we need to cut. 
Um, anyway, then uh, let's see. We have the choir music and Lisa and Meredith meeting for facials. I'm so glad they're together again. I'm so glad they're friendships, even though I don't think it's real or will last. <laughs> or what? I mean, especially if this show were to go away or something, I, immediately I feel like their friendship would just completely dissolve. It would just completely dissolve. That would be the end of it. However, right now, I'm excited and I'm happy to see them two together because I need it. I need it. I love the denim jumpsuit Mayor was wearing. Uh, We also learned as they're getting these facials, Lisa, Lisa Barlow was legally banned from a local tanning salon. That's right. That's right. She wanted to tan right as the place was closing. And the guy or gal who's working the counter said, absolutely not. We're closing for business. It's only a half hour left. We're not putting you in the tanning bed. And so Lisa uh, got pissed and she said, please. She said, let me fucking tan. She was shouting, let me fucking tan. And then the husband had to cancel his membership, which I've seen that man and he doesn't look like someone who tans to me. Is anyone else surprised to hear that? The husband was tanning. I get, was it spray tan or... Back in my day, we used to go, I used to go into that uh, tanning bed in high school, and I would lock that thing for 25 minutes. I have uh, Italian olive skin, and so I would be in there 25, 35 minutes, and I would just be happy as a clam. I'd come out of there just looking like you could only see my teeth. <laughs> just have my teeth. And then uh, that's what we did. That's what we did. It was the era of the Jersey Shore, and we just, we went in that fucking thing. And anytime I would have like a zit, I remember it would dry out zits. So if I had a zit come in, I would just stay in there longer. It's like, put me in there for 45. Put me in coach, 45 minutes in the tanning bed, lock her up because because I need to get rid of this uh, cystic acne on my nose. So that's what I would do. It worked. It worked too, but I haven't tanned in a while. I haven't tanned in a really long time. Anyway, Lisa did get the band from the tanning salon. So I hope um, she's okay. And I, and I do pray I do, and not to make this a religious app, but I do pray that whoever was working the tanning salon that day, I hope they found peace because I could only imagine Lisa Barlow yelling at you through a window about how you need a letter in the tan or a letter in the spray tan or whatever the fuck, however she got her tan. Do you just imagine her outside the window? Just let me in. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, they are, her and Mayor are getting their facials. And I have big problems with the facialist uh, who was running this whole thing because she took these photos of these people, of Meredith and Lisa. And Meredith was in like these platform heels too, which is a tale for another time. But it was cracking me up when she was laying down, getting the facial, and she just had the platform heels coming out. Oh, I loved it. Uh, Anyway, the facialist took these photos, and then they made them look like Michael fucking Myers from Halloween because it was like a, what did they call it? Like a translucent or not translucent, like a, I don't know, they showed their faces on the screen. And I was thinking, if I go to get a facial, in particular on camera for a major television network, I certainly don't want a picture of that like myself on a big screen where everybody's looking at it. And I was thinking if I go to facialist, even without a camera crew, I don't need to see it on the big screen. Like you just do whatever you need to do to my skin. Like you just do whatever you need to do to my face. Uh, do the extractions, do whatever. If I need to go to the tanning salon instead uh, to get rid of the acne, I will. But I don't want to go to a facialist who's just going to show my face up close and personal on a screen. I mean, they look like it made them look like demons. Lisa looked like Lord Zed from the Power Rangers on the screen. She's like, "What is that?" <laughs> I felt bad. I don't think anyone should have to see that. And if the facialist needs to see it, then they should just have it on their laptop or on their phone or something. I don't need it on a hundred screens. It was like you were at a bar and they were showing a, a episode of Drag Race on all the screens at a gay bar because it was like a hundred screens in that facialist office that they all got to look at the demon version of Lisa or Meredith looking like Lord Zed. Like, what is going on? I mean, it's just, I thought it was mean. I thought it was mean. I would if I was a cast member on any of these shows, though. You know how they make them do things and they're always like going out to lunch or doing the axe throwing or the goat yoga, like these activities that the housewives do. I was thinking if I was a housewife, I would always recommend spa treatments. So I would always tell producers, like, let's do a spa treatment. Because then you could do the scene, you could catch up, you could fight with the other person, whatever you got to do for the actual scene on the housewives. But then you're getting a treatment done. And I'm sure they're not paying for it. So although I had a problem with the way that they showed their faces on them big screens, I do actually think that I would be someone who would be like, sign me up for any spa treatment you can. Any spa treatment. Okay, so then they sit down. Uh, Lisa still hates Monica. She's inviting her to her event. Lisa's having an event. Opera no ski, she's calling it. Uh, she's inviting Monica, even though she hates her because Monica called her a one percenter. <laughs> Lisa's never going to let that go. <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. Then we have this scene with Monica and Whitney Wildrose eating at a bar. And Whitney says straight up, she says, Monica, you're kissing Meredith and Heather's ass. And I am seeing it. You're kissing their ass. And then Monica says, well, maybe you're not used to dealing with someone like me, but I just call it like I seize it. And I'm loving Monica. I'm loving, even though in her confessional, she loses me a bit when she tries to do these moments. Have you noticed in these confessions, she tries to have these big proclamations. So there was one point where she said, as grown ass women, we should be grown enough to face our truths. Now that's not a false statement. It just, I feel like she gets a little, like a little high horsey. Does that make sense? And we all do. We all do. Uh, but she did in the confessional, she's trying to have a Norma Ray moment. And I was like, Monica, let's cool it. Like you're at a uh, drinks with someone named Whitney Wild Rose. Like, <laughs> like this is what the show is. Like, let's cool it. Let's take a step back and cool it. But she, otherwise, I'm loving her. Love. And Whitney tells Monica to be careful with Meredith Marks. Be careful. Be careful. Now, Whitney says that Meredith needs a new hobby. So Whitney says that I wish Meredith would have a hobby instead of throwing out these accusations and rumors. So she says Meredith should have something like collecting trinkets or bird watching instead of spreading rumors. Now, I would love, Meredith, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not, but if you are, if anyone has eyes or ears that they get to Meredith Marks, I want to encourage her to do some bird watching next season because Whitney suggested it. She said instead of spreading rumors, I wish she would uh, bird watch or collect trinkets. Now, I would love it. If next season lights up episode one, we saw Meredith Marks just watching birds in the snow, <laughs> just big ass binoculars, it would be so good. It would be so good. Or collecting trinkets. You know, I just love to hear about her collecting spoons from across the U.S. Anytime she rents a home for the camera, for the TV show, she just takes a spoon and then she's got a whole collection. So she'd be answering, uh, she'd be telling Whitney Wild Rose, like, look, I did get a hobby. I am collecting trinkets and I'm bird watching. And we could see it next season in the real Salt Lake City. I'd love it. Please just give me some bird watching. Instead of goat yoga this next season, give us some bird watching. Imagine it. Mary Cosby watching some fucking birds, especially after learning that Mary Cosby, she uh, had that bird, the African gay bird. And so we need her just watch. We need a bird watching scene. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So then we have a scene where Whitney's giving the husband a uh, cake because he got a job at the Dell. I guess he's selling Dells, um, but he got a job and she's giving him the cake. And then immediately, like as they're celebrating, then she has the kids there and they're talking about like, who's going to take care of the kids because now they're both working. And Justin hasn't had a job for a while on account of the fact that he was on screen uh, doing some naked painting party with the wife on the Real House of Salt Lake City. And they said, "Uh uh-uh, you're no longer employed here. And they fired the man. And so he's been out of work for a year plus or however long it's been since we last saw him. And so he ended up getting a job with Dell, I think. And so, I don't know, is Dell even, is the Dell computer still around? Dude, you're getting a Dell! Like, I would just love it if Justin, is that his name? He was looking hot in the scene. He was, like, a little bit, I'm sorry. And Whitney Wildrose looking hotter than ever. Like, she, she's always been a beautiful person, but I don't know, this week, I was like, she looks stunning. And same with Heather Gay. I thought Meredith looks stunning. I feel like Lisa's got a, a good style this season. Like, it's a little quirky, but it feels like it, it's working. Mary had that crazy jacket outfit that I thought was weird, but also great when she showed up at the Opry No Ski. And then who else? Uh, Angie Kay's missing the mark. <laughs> Poor Angie Kay. What is happening with Angie Kay, you guys? I'm sorry, but it's like really awkward every time Angie Kay's on screen. <laughs> it's so awkward with them glasses. And then at one point she's like sticking a cinnamon stick in Monica's face. And Monica let it slide, but I was thinking if somebody just tried to put, I don't think it was a cinnamon stick, but it was something phallic like that and just shoving it in the mouth. And unless it is actually phallic, I don't want it in my mouth. So unless it is, unless I'm getting on my knees on a Friday night, I don't want somebody sticking anything in my mouth. Do you get what I'm saying, ladies and right? Because as it stands, they were in a scene together, and Angie's just shoving some breadstick or something up Monica's mouth. And I'm, Angie's lucky. Angie is lucky. Because Monica could have been pissed. She was invading her personal space. She was getting physical. And yeah, it wasn't like somebody was hitting her or pulling hair or something. But I thought it was an invasion of personal space with them cyclops, uh, cyclops goggles shoving a breadstick up someone's mouth. And it's like, get out of here. I mean, Angie Kate, she's very annoying. And I do love her for the show, but she's a very annoying person. (laughs) 
she is annoying, right? I'm, I'm not just saying that. She's a little annoying. Her, she is beautiful though. Her and the husband are, uh, that guy is attractive. Now we don't know if he's S and D on the side. That's a rumor accusation. If he is, so be it. Who cares? I'm tired of that happening on these Bravo shows too for years now. Everyone always got to accuse the husband of being a gay and nothing wrong if they are, but it's like always a gay accusation. Like your husband's a gay. It's like, so be it. So be it. If he wants to suck dick while he's doing the hair, uh, let him do it. Uh, who hasn't? Anyway, um, I, but Angie's very awkward to me. Very, very awkward. Beautiful gal. Very awkward. Uh, okay, so then let's see. So Whitney and Justin, they talk about the, I don't something about, can I say this? You guys are going to get mad at me. There's something about when Whitney is on screen. I don't know what it is, but I don't feel like I get her. Like, I, there's something, my brain doesn't always compute what she's saying. Does that make sense? Like, she could be literally saying, like, the most clear-cut, basic thing. And sometimes I just feel like my brain is, like, just not able to process what Whitney Wildrose says. Say, do you guys get that? Like, she'll be on screen in the middle. She'll be with the husband or the kid or something. She'll say something very clear-cut. And it's like my brain, just anytime she's saying anything, it's like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't get it. I just, it's like my brain don't compute it. I just have trouble understanding Whitney Weldrose as a human. And I, that's a me problem. And I need to fix it. It's a me problem. In the words of Dorinda Medley, when she says, <laughs> I'll never get tired of Dorinda's. That one season where Dorinda gave the tagline where she's like, if you got a problem with me, it's really not my problem. I love it. <laughs> it plays in my head. What's that, that thing going around now that's like, they ask people, they, people ask their significant others, the straight men, do you think about the Roman Empire? You know, and my version of that is Dorinda Medley saying problem in her tagline. Never forget. Never forget. Uh, okay, so Whitney and the kids. Angie K. Okay, Angie K. and the hot hairdresser husband. Very attracted to his forearms. I think they're a hot couple. Now, he's walking around in the scene at their house in some tight gray shorts. Well. Well, I'd like him to dress my hair. I'd like him to dress my hair. I find that man attractive. Although he lost me a little bit. At the end of the scene, he goes to bed, and all the lights were on, and he was like still in the same dress or daytime clothes. He had a hat on, and he gets in bed, and he took the hat off when he got in bed. But I was like, what's happening here? It just felt so stagey of like, they put him in bed, but Angie was still with the kid. But then you're not really in bed because all the lights are on. It felt like they had extra lights in the room. I was like, why is this bedroom so bright? We keep the bedroom like a cave. I'm happy to just like hop in that cave bedroom. I don't want to see any lights. I want to just walk into a cave. Anyway, Angie said the husband wants more sex. We just don't know from who. Uh, let's take our break here. And I want to thank Acast. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Get tickets to those uh, live events if you want to come see me. And we'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. And we're back. $7 for a naked bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans. <laughs> Good for Denise Richards, by the way, for getting the $7 bundle on OnlyFans. May she uh, continue to prosper on the OnlyFans. We're sex positive here on Everything Iconic. Erica Jane's making a buck in Vegas. Let Denise Richards make a buck by selling her feet or whatever she's doing over there on OnlyFans. I'm ready to subscribe because I love me some Denise Richards. I love, love that ragamuffin, and I'm so happy she's going to be back because I, her and Big Dick Aaron, the husband, I'm ready for them to come back. Cannot wait. Uh, okay, well, let's get back to the Real House of Salt Lake City. Oh, one more thing, actually, that I didn't mention about the Orange County Housewives last week is there was also some confusion where I was calling Shannon's thing a colonoscopy when it's really a colonic. I get that there's a difference, but I talk fast on this show, so sometimes I say terms that are mixed up and whatever. And we don't have a research department here at Everything Iconic. The research department is me smoking weed at 10 p.m. while watching my big fat Greek wedding, too, and asking Siri if Shannon is hawking medical-grade poop flushers or if they're scammy colonics. That's the research department here, so it is what it is. I know, so I gotta ask Siri. Maybe I should have checked with Siri. Hey, Siri, is Shannon Bedore selling medical-grade poop flushers or a scammy colonic? Let's see. I found this on the web. Okay, so it says Shannon Storms Bedore's colonic sitolonic. It's a so she's calling it a sitolonic. That's the name of it. What the fuck? Hey Siri, hmm? what is a sitolonic? Here's what I found from. Okay, you know what? Siri's not very helpful in this, and I'm going to need Apple to get on that. Hey Siri, send email to Tim Cook to update. Information on Shannon Storm's colonic business with a man named Dr. Moon, who has been on the show for a while and isn't helping Shannon very much. She also needs a new medical team, but you don't have to put that in the email to Tim Cook. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So she series on it. Series on it. Uh, okay. Salt Lake City Housewives. We have this scene uh, skiing with Heather and the daughters. I love the daughters. I, I think Heather's a great mom. I think the kids like her. Heather looks fantastic. She's got like a shining face this season. And I know last season we saw her most of the year with the eye patch on, and she was kind of really at a low point last season, Heather Gay. And this season, I just feel like she's glowing. And it might just be because we're not seeing that fucking eye patch on her or the big black eye. But I do feel like she's refreshed, renewed, and I'm into it. She's beautiful. And she's with the young gals drinking hot chocolate. They talk about bullying or something. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention because I was so distracted by uh, thinking about Angie Kay's ugly-ass sunglasses. Uh, but she is, I guess, the the daughters are getting bullied or something. Heather wants to write a second book. Oh, that's what it is. Her first book sold really well, by the way. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the Housewives books actually don't always sell so great. But Heather Gaze was on the New York Times bestsellers for like weeks and I think more than one week. I know that. So it sold really, really well. Now she's saying she wants to do a second book and so good for her. But she is crying in the scene to the daughters because she says she feels like she put a target on her kid's back. And I thought maybe get them out of frame of the camera because if you're really concerned about the daughters, Maybe we need to get them off the camera because if you don't want to put a target on them, maybe they shouldn't be on the TV show, right? Or it's one thing to talk about the book. I get she's like, well, should I do another book then? I don't want to put a more of a target on you guys. And I'm like, 
the target's coming from the TV show. So we need to get them off frame if that's of utmost concern. Uh, but she says, uh, Heather's like, I'm good. If you guys are cool with it, I'll write another book. And she's like really trying to like sell the daughters. She's like, well, if you're cool. And meanwhile, the daughters are like, yeah, it is awful. Like we're getting called names. And like she, they're saying all these horrible things. And then Heather's like, well, as long as you're cool with it, like as long as you're cool with it, I'll go through book number two. And so she's trying to convince herself as well as the daughters and all of us that it's okay to write a book too. And look, I'll read it. I'll read it. Because Heather's, I actually do really like Heather's book. I did. I don't like a lot of them. I really do not. They're mostly bad. I just thought hers was good out of all of them. Because again, a lot of them are complete garbage. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really one to talk. Heather Gay's at least writing about important topics like the Mormon religion and leaving the religion and all of the, the abuse that happens within the religion. And in my books, The Jolliest Bunch has got a whole chapter about Mrs. Claus taking Santa sleigh and heading on over to Vegas with her girlfriend and her gay friend. They do a bunch of drugs. So that's a chapter in my upcoming book. So I don't know that I'm one to talk. Please pre-order that, by the way. Please, I beg of you. Please pre-order the book. Get it wherever you can. Jolly Sponge, out October 24th. Okay, let's move on. We got the Vita Tequila party. Vita Tequila, Lisa's celebrating that she's a smart and successful woman. She says, I appreciate nice things, and thank God, because otherwise Dolce & Gabbana wouldn't have any customers. And she's very much overcompensating. Remember a couple seasons ago when somebody said she couldn't cook, and then she had a scene where she was cooking eggs with the family, and she was like making them eat her eggs or whatever, or bacon. I don't know what she was cooking. It was like she got a George Foreman grill, and all of a sudden we were watching her cook on camera. It was like, who who is this? So she's overcompensating a little bit because Monica called her one percenter. But then she's torn because I think Lisa is thinking in her head, well, should I try to be more relatable or should I just own the fact that I nice like nice things? So it seems like she's leaning more towards just like owning the fact that she's a little materialistic and all that. She's like trying to convince the camera people and the producers and all of us watching. She's saying, so what if I like gold and diamonds? And you know, she's just, she's doing a little too much. Doth protest too much. What if I like golden diamonds and I wipe my ass with $100 bills and John and I swim in a money ball like Scrooge McDuck and I don't know what it's like to shop at TJ Maxx? <laughs> like she's leaning a little too far in the territory of unrelatable and really into materialistic things. And I would just like to, I don't balance it out maybe a little bit more or I don't find a new, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I just feel like she needs to uh, figure out. I, I don't know if it's reading really true to me the way she's playing it right now, but that's what is what it is. Um, so everyone arrives at this Opera Noski event, which is having like a ton of, there's a lot of crepe action, a lot of crepe work going on at this Opera Noski party. They're serving crepes. I love a crepe. My mom used to make these, uh, this recipe called, we used to call them egg pancakes growing up. And then I learned they're just crepes. It's just like eggs and flour and sugar. They're so good though. And we would just, she would make them and then you just put some syrup on them. Ah, uh, so good. But they were crepes. And so they're serving crepes. They got somebody making crepes. And that fucking crepe maker got so much press. I don't even know the name of the crepe maker, but he got so much press in this episode. Sometimes these businesses come on and nobody pays no attention to him. But the crepe maker, I feel like he was just front and center for most of the episode. Everyone, Every time I uh, opened up my ears, all of a sudden somebody's saying, eating a crepe, something about a crepe, eat a crepe, get a crepe. I want a crepe. It was like so much crepe stuff. Um, okay, so Angie Kay's in Futuristic Sunglasses, again, serving Sandra Bullock's Demolition Man stunt double. Did anyone see that movie? Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. What a cast! Uh, okay, so then Lisa says, as they're all arriving, Lisa Barlow is like, everybody looks so beautiful. And then, <laughs> you guys, right after she said that, the camera cuts right to Angie Kay. Okay, so I just want to just break that moment down for at least 37 minutes because the producers were saying, like, everybody looks good except for Angie K. Because otherwise, they wouldn't have just done a close-up of Angie K. immediately following Lisa Barlow saying everybody looks great. Do you get what I'm saying? They don't just do that. So that was literally the producers saying, like, look how fucking ridiculous Angie K. looks. They might as well have just put that on the screen in some closed captioning or something because that's what they were saying. Lisa Barlow said on mic, you all look great. And then the producers cut right to Angie K. That's them saying in them fucking Cyclops classes. That's them saying like, look how ridiculous she looks. That's them bullying Angie K. They're bullying her. I hate to use that word bully because I know how we can overuse that word bully. And I'm just using it jokingly. But I guess Mary Cosby does bully these women. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Lisa and Monica, they do start to try to work through their issues over the crepes. 
And at first it was going well, because Monica was in good spirits eating the crepe. How could you be in a bad mood eating a crepe? So she was in good spirits, and I thought it was going to go one way. And then all of a sudden, they start fighting. And Lisa's like, I work hard, so I can have anything I want. And then Monica reveals some bit of information about Lisa saying she bragged about riding a private jet with Snoop Dogg. And Lisa's like, I don't think that ever happened. It didn't happen. But Lisa was really saying, like, yeah, it did probably happen. Did anyone feel like Lisa Barlow was lying there? She was definitely lying. I'm sorry to say that. She was definitely lying. She definitely said some version of that. Although I kind of took it as like Lisa probably said that like joking in passing. That's what I would say. That's what I would put on my my bucket list is riding on a private jet with Snoop Dogg. I always feel like, I don't know if you guys, I shouldn't be even saying this on a microphone for a public record. However, I do feel... I'm not a super experimental with drugs. I like my soccer mom weed at night when I'm getting ready for bed. I love my little soccer mom weed puff vape pen thing. However, I'm not very experimental when it comes to drugs otherwise. I have a nice white wine every once in a while or red wine. That's about it. I'm not a big wild person. Even in my 20s, I wasn't really all that wild or experimental. However, I have this theory, and I think it's important to share it with you all. So don't... um don't hate me for this, but I do think there are certain times where I would probably do any type of drugs. So for instance, I would smoke whatever Snoop Dogg gave me. Like if I was with Snoop Dogg and he offered me a joint or something, I would just take it because it's Snoop Dogg and you just can't pass up a moment like that. Do you get what I'm saying? Or there's certain like actresses. I always think if I'm hanging out with Viola Davis and she gives me a molly or something, I'm gonna ju- you just take it. You don't ask any questions when it comes to certain people. If Meg Ryan wants to give me a pill, I will take whatever it is. So I'm not very experimental. But when it comes to Snoop Dogg offering you anything, I don't care what it is. He could pull a pill out of his back pocket or find it on the floor and give it to me. And I'd say, go ahead, shove it down my throat. I wouldn't be the first time I said that, ladies and right. But anyway, shove, <laughs> shove it right down my throat. Ugh. God, if I had a nickel for every time I said that at a frat house in college, I'd be a rich man. Uh, okay, so then uh, Lisa and Monica, they're arguing over these crepes and Snoop Dogg. Lisa's like, if I want to hang out with Snoop Dogg, I'll hang out with Snoop Dogg. So she must have him on speed dial. Which, by the way, if you follow any of these women on social media, they were all posting pictures with Snoop Dogg. We got a Heather Gay photo with Snoop Dogg that was on the show. Then Meredith Marks posted a fi- picture of her and Seth with Snoop Dogg. I'm like, what is Snoop Dogg just at BravoCon or something now? What's Snoop Dogg doing with all these housewives? I swear he's with every single housewife of Salt Lake City. And I I tend to think the Salt Lake City ones are like the low run. <laughs> Don't you guys feel like if there's if there's a ladder of housewives, right? Like Salt Lake is like towards the bottom. You know what I'm saying? I love it and it's one of my favorites, but I'd say it's like towards the bottom. Like if I'm someone, if I'm a celebrity and uh, I'm maybe not someone who watches Real Housewives regularly, I don't know that I know much about Salt Lake City women. Versus like Beverly Hills Housewives, I think people have uh, know who Erica Jane is or Kyle Richards or Lisa Renna. Like People kind of have a passing knowledge of those people from the industry and from news and press. But when it comes to Salt Lake City Housewives, I'm like, does Snoop really know these people? Oh, by the way, speaking of that ladder of housewives, I really do believe the new Ronies at the bottom. <laughs> That's so mean of me. I think it's really, I think it's really snoozy. But here's what I want to say about the Real Houses in New York: the new reboot. I know we're not really covering it. I know a lot of people love it, and I love the cast. But I don't even think it's the cast's fault because here's what I want to say: the normal housewife franchises launch a season one with only eight episodes, right? So if you look in the history, Orange County Housewives. The original New York, Atlanta, those three cities launched with just eight episode first seasons. And that includes the reunion. Even New Jersey Housewife, their first season was only 10 episodes with the reunion. And they had a table flip. So I do believe that first season Housewives are supposed to be a little slow. The gals are getting to know each other. We're getting to know them. It's going to be a little slower. So I don't even fault the show for being boring this season. Because that's a normal one-season housewife. What I do fault is the fact that they're stretching it into 14-plus episodes, uh, 14-plus a reunion for a season one housewives, essentially. And I'm thinking, that's the network's fault. So I also feel like, and I hate to throw Bravo under this bus, but I feel like it's Bravo taking advantage of us. And I never feel that way. I never feel that way. Because when I turn on ABC, or if you look at the world of The Bachelor, or any Dancing with the Stars, or any of those— 
I always felt like ABC in particular and a lot of those other reality shows, they take advantage of their viewers by stretching out content for sometimes three episodes at three hours each a week. And the Real Housewives franchise does a very good job of not taking advantage of the audience. They give us a one-hour episode, and yes, there are different franchises going on each week, but they give us a, a tight one hour, and if they have extra content, they do those like supersized episodes, but they don't just stretch anything to three hours. Remember back in the day, the American Idol episodes? I don't even know if they still do this, but they would stretch those fucking episodes to three hours, and so Ryan Seacrest would just be vamping on stage with Brian Dunkelman, and they'd be... Uh, dragging out the results of some uh, vote for a hundred commercial breaks. And it was, it was infuriating. So you'd be waiting to find out who's going home, Fantasia, Latoya, or Jennifer Hudson. And Ryan fucking Seacrest is stretching that out for three hours. And you're thinking, just tell me, tell me. Which that was one of the most disgusting things in American history that the fact that those three women, if you watched American Idol in the beginning, the fact that those three women were in the bottom three that week, Latoya London, Fantasia Brino, and Jennifer Hudson were all three in the bottom fucking three on American Idol. Unacceptable, America. I will never forget that. I'll never forget what you all did. I voted for all three of them, so it's not on me. It's not on me. I can go hit my head on the pillow at night and sleep well. But those of you who are out there voting for Diana DeGarmo, you have, you'll have to face your maker. One of these days, <laughs> you'll have to face your maker for what you did. Because the fact that those three were in the bottom fucking three. Sorry, I'm getting so worked up about that. So worked up. Anyway, so, oh, so ABC and those other networks, I feel like they stretch it out. But Bravo never stretches out. But the Real House of New York stretching, nothing's going on. And they're stretching it to 14 episodes, 16 with the reunion. I have a problem with that. I do. I do. And we love Bravo. And I do think next season will be good for the Real House of New York. But the fact is, they've had 14 episodes where almost nothing has happened. We saw Brynn going to shop for books, which I loved. I love that she's a reader. and She's doing the antique books. I did love that. Actually, I was going to just drag that, but it was probably my favorite scene of the whole week that she collects antique books. I, lo- I do love Brynn. Uh, but what else is happening? What else is going on? They're talking about whether or not Jessel's going to get fucked. And uh, God bless. I hope she does. I hope that for all of us, but that's not something to stretch over three episodes, whether or not Jessel's having sex. Sometimes I could be so vulgar on this podcast. It was just, I did a, a an interview on another podcast and the host, it was Sammy from Betches and we love them. They're so great. But I, I was like, so in my head, do you guys ever get in your head about something you say? I was on that show and it, Sammy's the greatest. And we were talking about all sorts of pop culture things. And she asked me like, what do you think of Taylor Swift and Travis? You know, this new couple that's going on. And I don't know what came over me, but I just said something along the lines of like, yeah, I hope she gets fucked hard. (laughs) And I meant that like a positive, sex positive, good way. You know, I didn't mean it like in a vulgar, mean way. And I just, I I was like agonizing over it after I did that podcast. And I'm afraid to listen it back. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought, but I just felt like, why did I say it like that? Why couldn't I have just said like, I hope she's in love (laughs) or I hope she finds, you know, I hope they're all in love. And I'm a Swifty, no less. So the fact is, I don't know why I got so vulgar, but what I meant by that was just like, yeah, I hope she, I want that for all of us to, I want us all to get banged by a hot football player. We all should. So I don't know. I'm happy for those two. He's like from Northeast Ohio. So I love him already. Um, Okay, let's get back to the Real House of Salt Lake City. So they're at this event, talking about Snoop Dogg. Um, Let's see. I noticed in this episode that Sometimes when Meredith says a joke, she does this overlapping thing. Doesn't it? It's like a, a fake overlap, and it's it's very aggressive to the naked ear. But she'll tell a joke like, uh, "Those are the ants, but where are the uncles?" You know, she'll be pointing at insects and say, "There's the ants, but where are the uncles?" And then she'll do this very aggressive fake laugh. <laughs> it's like a very strange. I don't even know if that was the right cadence. And that's not an actual joke she told, but you know, she'll do like. Uh, why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> and then the laugh is just like all over the place. And it kind of throws me for a loop. I almost I hate to say it, but I get a little scared every time I hear it. Or if she's sitting with Seth, she'll say a joke. <laughs> like, what is happening here? I mean, it's a laugh. And she's just doing a little over laughing. And, and look, this is what it is. I feel like I'm being mean to Meredith this week, and I don't want to be. Because I love these gals. And I'm so grateful for all they do for us. Anyway, Mary, actually, um, we talked about her bullying everybody. And then, um, let's see, Angie shoving the cinnamon stick, which is disgusting. I love that there was all so much snow behind them. That was really exciting to me. Lisa and Monica sort of make up over the crepes. 
And uh, then Angie, oh, Angie was dancing with a breadstick in her champagne. And this is when Mary said that Whitney looks cheap because she, but watching Angie in general is very awkward, but it's particular when she was doing this little like dance. And she said, she's like, I can't dance. She said, unless it's a Greek dance, which I don't know that I need to know every single episode that she's Greek. I get it. I get it. It's in the tagline. But then it feels like every time she's in a scene, she's like, well, I'm Greek. And I get it, Angie. We all know. We don't need you to do that anymore. And if you're going to keep doing it, just wear a t-shirt that says, I'm Greek. Just Or or the husband, when he's on screen, just have a t-shirt on him that says, I'm with the Greek. Like, we get it. I don't need to hear it audibly anymore. Because uh, enough. Enough. I'm Italian, though, and I feel like I probably say that all the time, too. It's like Italian people will always go around and be like, I'm Italian. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I'm Italian. (laughs) So anyway, I'm the pot calling the kettle. Uh, Okay, so then um, she's Greek. She dances awkward. Monica is doing what I would do when it comes to Mary Cosby, which is try to become best friends with her. And it's Monica Libra. I felt like it was a very Libra thing. It's like you want everybody to get along. You want everybody to like you. And so I think Monica is going overboard, even though Mary is right to Monica's face saying, you're eating gross things. You don't care about what you eat. She says, do you like vegetables? And she even said, you're a beautiful girl. Don't eat that way. (laughs) Mary is so fucking rude. Oh, I love her. Anyway, um, yeah, Monica's trying to suck up to Mary. She's trying to suck up to her. Uh, Heather reveals that she was called lefty in school because of her big left boob. That's right. So she had a bigger left boob than her right boob. And so I must have been, I don't know, good for her, I guess. Was I wonder if that was like a superlative. Did we we found out what her superlative was? I don't think that's an actual superlative that she had a big left boob, but uh, it could be. It could be back in those days too. By the way, nowadays I wonder do the kids do senior superlatives because now everyone everything's so sensitive. It's like you can't do certain superlatives. I don't know if you could do best looking anymore. I don't know, maybe they do. They should do the biggest left boob, and then Heather could have won that one because she had a big left boob. They called her lefty. Uh, okay, so then um, Monica. Oh, I was proud of Monica for not getting mad about Angie throwing the thing in her mouth, but I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed. Meanwhile, Mary's just sighing on the couch, just sighing on that couch. She don't want to talk to any of these women. She does not want to be there. I don't know. Whitney's stirring the pot, too. Monica's been stirring the pot this season. Whitney's stirring the pot this season, and they stir the pot about this rumor. And Monica says the rumor is everywhere, and how the hot husband of Angie is fucking other men, and that they have an arrangement and a marriage that's fake. I don't know if I believe this. Although I don't know if I don't believe the fact that that man might have something on the side, but who cares? As long as it's okay with them. And if the rumor is they have an arrangement, then let them have the arrangement. So if, as long as it's okay with them, I guess the problem is if it's the problem, if the, the problem is that it's coming up, I guess Angie is not true because she's getting mad about it. But maybe it would be great if one of these days these women were just like, yeah, my husband sucks dick on the side and we're okay with it. That's what they need to start doing on these. That's the evolution of the Housewives franchise. Because for 15 years now on the all of these shows across the cities, we're having these women accuse each other of having a husband who's gay and getting his dick sucked on the side. And I would just like for one time, one time I'd love Angie K to be like, yeah, he does that. He's a hairdresser, and every once in a while, he hooks up with a dude at the truck stop rest station. And I'm okay with that. I would love it if Angie said that. I think that'd be the future. That's 2023. And if I don't hear a situation like that in 2024 or beyond, I'm going to be pissed because I'm tired of dealing with these rumors that are thrown out as if being uh, is a bad thing. That's how it feels, at least to a gay man. It feels like, okay, it doesn't always have to be like an insult that there's a gay rumor. Okay, enough. Let him do whatever he wants. If he wants to, that man wants to get on his knees outside of the hair salon that he's working at. So be it. He would not be the first one to get on his knees outside of a hair salon. I'm sorry. Uh, Okay. So then we talked about Mary being mean to Heather. That's right. And then she said, you missed the mark on that one. Uh, Whitney pulls Angie aside to tell her the rumors to get messy. Uh, She says, Meredith said she knows stuff about you and it's about your marriage and husband. And then she's like, this is why I want to nip it in the butt. And she says, but, and Monica stops her. So Angie's getting like so worked up. Angie's on camera. She's getting so worked up because all the gals are saying that her husband's uh, hooking up outside the hair salon. And so Angie's getting pissed. And then immediately it's diffused by this, whether or not it's nip it in the bud or nip it in the butt. It's bud, right? It's B-U-D. I think it's bud. 
I don't know. I always get things wrong. Again, I don't have a research department here, so whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, that's what this episode title should be. Whatever. Uh, okay, so then, yeah, so she's Whitney's telling her, and Angie's getting mad. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? I think Angie's getting excited, too, because now she has, like, a storyline and a moment on the show, and so she's so excited to, like, run up to Meredith, but it's so, she's, it's so awkward to me. I just find Angie awkward. Again, beautiful. Don't want her to leave this program. And I there's a weird thing happening where I think she's so awkward that people are really loving the show this season. And I hate to say it, but I, I think part of it is because we're all kind of united in the fact that Angie's so awkward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? By the way, what happened to that other Angie? Let's check in with her. Or what was that other woman who was a friend of last season? What are we uh, leaning so hard into Angie K for? Of all, Dana. What happened to Dana? That's who I wanted this season. I wanted more Dana. Oh, also before Angie storms up to Meredith on screen, she says the only one spreading legs outside the marriage is Meredith. That's right. She says, is Meredith. Yeah, she's bringing out the drama. She's not telling the drama, no. Tell the drama, no. She ain't telling the drama, no. She's running right up to Meredith Marks. And then Monica is saying that the boyfriends are the ones in the streets talking about it, not Meredith. But Angie don't care. She says, uh, Meredith's a sick bitch, she says. People don't talk about me or my family like this. And then she storms up to Meredith, and then it says, to be continued. To be continued at the crepe station. She's going to let Meredith have it at that crepe station. But you just know Angie's like so happy to have this moment, the storyline and everything. It, she, Angie's just a lot. She's a lot. And maybe I'm maybe I'm reading her wrong, and I'm just... I'm just having trouble because she's a new housewife, but I feel more settled with Monica and we've known Angie for longer, but I feel like Angie is so odd on screen. I'm not sure what it is. Is it the outfits or is it the attitude or is it a mix of both? I don't know. I'm, I'm being mean. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. And I wish I looked as half as good as that couple together because that man uh, with the gray shorts on that earlier in the episode, the husband, whoo, he does it for me. He does it for me. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 
Thank you all so much for listening. I love you. Stay safe. We'll be uh, back next week. We're going to be covering uh, Salt Lake City Housewives. Maybe we'll dip into the Orange County reunion after I get a chance to watch part one and hopefully part two next week. And then we'll be diving headfirst into the Real House of Beverly Hills with Splits Richards and Bamboozle Chain. Cannot wait. Uh, and I, there will be some odd scheduling when I'm on tour. But come see me if you want the Housewives stuff. So we're going to be talking about all the Housewives stuff at all of those live shows later this month. So Again, Cleveland and San Francisco almost sold out. Nashville has a bunch of tickets left, so please come see me in Nashville. Uh, and we'll talk about whatever's going on with the Bravo universe. And I'm going to spill some secrets that I haven't shared because I can't, I can't always say everything on this podcast because I want to be respectful and everything. But in person and live, we can get a little messier. So I will be getting. <laughs> I will be getting a little messy at those live shows. Uh, and then also get the tickets to the book signings at Las Vegas Henderson, uh, Barnes & Noble, in The Grove in Los Angeles, Barnes & Noble. I will try to put the links up on the Everything Iconic webpage and the episode descriptions, or just Google Barnes & Noble Henderson or Barnes & Noble The Grove, and there should be tickets available for those. Love you all so much for listening. Oh, by the way, as soon as we finished recording the podcast episode, the trailer for The Real House of Miami was released. It's going to be premiering on Bravo November 1st. So I am so excited. I haven't watched the trailer, but I was literally just wrapping up the recording and then I saw online. So I was like, let me go just add that little addendum. So it is coming. Miami Housewives, November 1st. Cannot wait. Mm-hmm.